the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock. Brought to you by West Escondido, West Oceanside, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your host of Auto Talk Radio, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. Brendan, I was waiting for you to point like you're on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Are you napping over there today? Uh, no, I was reading some car news just oh. in case we need some. Uh, you know, I, I we doubt I doubt we need any backup information. You know, but you know, hey, this is why Brendan Brendan is uh, my producer because he does an amazing job out there. He's a uh, even though I write a show and pre-plan, he pre-plans when we first get here in the morning too. What he's going to throw in there if somebody doesn't call, but we know everybody's going to call, so that's just how it is. Yeah, last last week was very busy. It's we super were busy. Yeah. I love that though. I love those calls. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Maybe it's because Paul hasn't been here and they love me more. <laughs> Paul, we miss you. We want you to come back at some point. Yeah. We feel better soon. <laughs> Paul's been sick. Like he was like he started getting sick last week, and he worked throughout the week. But he's sick. That yesterday to call me, he's like, "I'm going home early, man. I got to sleep." I was like, "Okay." So and then I, it, this it, morning he texts, he's like, "I'm not going to make it." I was like, "Surprise, surprise!" Yeah, I know. I, I remember last week you were mentioning how sick he was, and he was trying to get to the studio. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" The way you made it sound last week, it he sounded... needs he needs to take some vitamins. That's my opinion. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, who's asking? Nobody. So anyway, I keep telling him, "You got to eat right, take some vitamins, get plenty of sleep, man, and you'll be just fine." Maybe make it to the gym once or twice a week would be good too. Little cardio, throw a little cardio in there, make some heart health. Anyway, folks, one 888 Today, we're talking about uh, gasoline-directed injection vehicles, but multiple other things. And I did want to start off with some of the new e- uh, with some of the EV news for uh, um, at least California here, as far as we're going. There's uh, um, uh, some some you know i'm i'm always trying to stay up on this stuff so it's fun stuff uh uh we're we're supposedly undergoing an epic transition to electric vehicles here in california right and energy storage you know what we need to work on water storage here why don't we spend any money on water storage well i mean we do have the dams they're just not well taken care of well it's not only that i mean we could have a lot like when it rains like the big rain we had all that water yep 99.9% of it just goes in the ocean and i'm sure the ocean appreciates that but, right but we could store some of it we could actually mm-hmm. and then we wouldn't when it got really hot out and we scream we have a water shortage so apparently what i've noticed in all the years i've lived here which is like 30 some years longer than you've been alive um, that <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to help you or not. But <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to help me or not. Uh, but uh, um, when it, it it's either pouring down rain like we've been having, uh, and then it's we're screaming that we have no water after that. So that's how it works here. Um, but always interesting stuff. Um, the state has ambitious climate goals, including a pledge to. To ban the sale of new gasoline and diesel-powered cars by 2035, but sales are failing. Charging stations have proved unreliable, and incentives are hard to understand, which is true. So, um, so California's board blast the EV charger companies approves uh, its 200 million plan anyway. Broken chargers lack o- lacks oversight. Troubled EV charging stations. Um, boy, I love my ice vehicle more than anything. Turn, 
internal combustion engine. And it's not that I don't like electric vehicles, but just one of those things. This we did not plan this out right. Um, I do know. Uh, I heard the news that uh, Rivian finally got approved to do uh, cheaper batteries. Oh, really? For their cars, so they could make them more cost efficient. But you know what that equals out when you get a cheaper battery. Your charging time is much longer, and you also have to deal with uh, less mileage in terms of your driving again. Correct. So, Absolutely. So The quality usually goes down is exa- what you're trying to say. Exactly, yeah. In multiple ways. Um, the CEC, California Energy Commission, did approve a $1.9 billion plan to expand zero emissions transportation infrastructure. Great. That's just awesome. So. Uh, California is investing an unprecedented amount of funding to build a bigger, better network. This is going to be like our bullet train to Sacramento, man. It's just, or to, uh, no, it's not Sacramento. That thing, the, no, where, where, to no, Las where, Vegas. No, 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 not that one. That's a new one. The okay. one, the one that's, uh, up and down that, that sits out there and that, is it Fresno it goes to or Bakersfield? Oh, uh, that one, I, the okay. first one that's not done still <laughs> that we have like what 50 billion dollars involved in or something i don't understand who uh wanted to build that exactly there's nothing in fresno nor bakersfield i really wanted to go to i mean my wife says it best about bakersfield it's the armpit of california that's what they actually call it that oh, they're in okay. fresno yeah so yeah there's a lot of people that call it that i didn't so know i, I, I just thought you that never she heard that before it. no i thought that uh, you thought she thing. made that up yeah exactly hmm. she heard it somewhere i bet well maybe she Maybe she's smart. She made it up, too. But uh, people say it all the time. She's usually smarter than me anyway. So There sense. is a lot in Bakersfield and Fresno. There's a lot of, uh, uh, like, uh, n- a nut farming, uh, citrus farming. There's a lot of farming, right? Mm-hmm. So I can understand having a train that you, like, put stuff in and take it to market. But w- how many people are going to get on a bullet train? I mean, how fast you got to get your stuff to market is the question. Well, the fa- I guess their thought process is the faster it gets there, the faster we'll get the money back and we well, can keep supplying it. The problem is that train is just for people, by yep, the way. I know. I, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate at this point. So, Gotcha, gotcha. So what I can tell you, though, uh, the sales of EVs in, in the last part of 2023 significantly dropped in the state of California. I believe it. Yeah, so electric vehicle sales in California dropped significantly in the last half of 2023. 2023, the first such drop in more than a decade. The high prices for EVs paired with the already high cost of living in California and the fact that EVs are unreliable for driving longer distances have sales going down on even as California. So I was helping a friend with looking at um, purchasing one of the new Maverick pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hybrid or gas? Hybrid or gas? And I'm looking at this and the cost, and I said to him, when you have to replace that battery at 100,000 miles or so, it's nine grand right around there, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I tell you what, you could buy a lot of gas for $9,000. So, And the savings, because the motor in that little truck is a 2.0 liter EcoBoost, which is a great motor that Ford's making. The gas mileage is great on it. Uh, you know, the miles per gallon you save, I was said in the in the, the maintenance in the long run, I man, it's not worth it. Don't do it. So, because but when you make it an EV, it becomes an, a lot heavier vehicle also. True. As far as that goes. So, um, there's a give and take there. But my biggest thing is maintaining the hybrid system on that later when it does have issues becomes extremely expensive and that's what i can tell you um even back in the day four or five years ago we used to get a hybrid uh um nissans in like maxima not the maxima was ultima maybe it was i can't remember and the batteries to replace them would like you know these cars were five six years old they were outside of warranty and the batteries failed on them. And the, and the EV batteries for these things were $12,000 to replace. The car wasn't worth $12,000 anymore because they had a, over 100,000 miles on these cars. These people are they're not going to put 12. Who's going to put that kind of money into a car that's worth like nine grand? True, true. So the car, the cars then become throwaway. You, you buy a car for $45,000, you drive it for seven years, and then I guess you need to buy another one. Either that or buy a twelve thousand dollar battery for a car that's worth eight nine thousand dollars. Once again, if when when our technology and infrastructure 
are behind this kind of push, then we can actually start pushing it to the public, in my opinion. This is just way too early. This is just jumping into... Why do we uh, do this all the time, though? I don't know. The government does it with everything, right? Right. It's not just the state government. It's the federal government. Not just EVs, but everything. Like It's, it's like we always put in the... I guess my grandfather's best saying, stop putting the cart in front of the horse. You know, right. It's a terrible idea. It doesn't work well. Horse cannot push the cart. It pulls the cart, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I know nothing about horses. I I remember, was it you or Dave Stahl? We had a whole segment where they talked about early, early when cars were first introduced. Uh Uh, The government gave you the option to buy it. They were still building infrastructures for roads to be built and, and the highway gas system stations. to be built. Gas stations, mm-hmm. exactly. But you still had the option. You don't have to buy a car at this time if you don't want to. And you could still use a horse in a, in, in, in a cart huh? exactly. or a buggy or whatever exactly. you want to call it. Yeah. And thus, uh, us as a society, we're like, okay, well, the government's not pushing this on us. And uh-huh. We don't have to do uh, have to do this. We could still go the old-fashioned way. And eventually, as time progressed, we started to get more comfortable, and thus we were now, look at us, everyone is driving a vehicle at this point now to get to one place to the other. Here, the government's saying, no, you have to do it by this time, and you have no choice. And it's not fair. Mm-hmm. We're America. We should have the freedom to do whatever we want, well, within certain limitations, but you know, we should have the freedom to choose how we should transport uh you know, you're trans- go if, oh yeah, are you going to buy a hybrid or not? Are you going to buy an EV or, or not? Yeah, let's well, yeah, exactly. And stop sending all, spending all our 1.9 billion dollars in tax dollars on to create all this infrastructure too. Right. Because all in all, if you did it right and enough people wanted to buy these, the private market would start putting all this together. Somebody that that there'd be money in it for them, right? Exactly. Yes. So. And and for you to say, oh, there's little tax benefit or what is it? Not tax benefits, um, um, uh, rebates you uh-huh. can get by buying these electric vehicles. And, that works and, too. And all honest, well, it does. It, it's sort of, but the rebates that they're offering aren't really helping that much in the long run. No, but I mean, if if that's good for somebody and they need that and they want to buy it, one of the things they used to do initially were um, obviously you could drive in the carpool lane with these cars and one person in them. You could do, you know, so they they gave a lot of benefits to them, and those kind of benefits are fine. But not saying that 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 you have to go to those cars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. Terrible idea, if you ask me. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, always always bringing in uh, our EV updates here for good stuff. Uh, so more than a quarter of the cars sold in California last quarter were EVs. So here's uh, everything you need to know about buying an EV. That is, buy it if you need it, buy it if it works for you. That's what I, you know, I always tell folks, like, if it works, should I buy an electric vehicle in California? All your questions answered. Wow. Over the past few years, become increasingly populated by electric vehicles in conversation at our shared offices and kitchens. (laughs) More than a quarter of the state's new vehicle sales are electric at the end of the last year, according to the Energy State Commission. Getting into the EV game is becoming more and more mainstream, but lots of questions remain. So here they are. What rebates apply? Oh, there's Brendan. Exactly what you said. What rebates apply to me and the car I want? Is it a good time to buy an EV or should I wait a year or two? Should I buy new or used? Should I lease or buy? How do I charge the car if I park on the street? That's a great question before you buy one. What if you live in an apartment complex that doesn't have chargers? Yep, and and they're trying to push these into city areas where they're already so built up with buildings and everything, you have to park in the street as it is. So, again, I... It makes me very, very disappointed. Well, and again, we, we have to have to have something backing this up first before we push it as a policy. That's that's the basic thing I'm trying to get at. Yeah, as we all know, the infrastructure. And if what if you live in a condo? The cost, I mean, we've talked about this on a show. We did a whole show about this, what it costs. I forget what it is now, but it was a crazy number. Obviously, somebody has to come in where your parking spot is. They have to lay the electrical all the way out there. They have to put the charging station for you to, you know, wherever it is. Not not really cost effective. I got to be honest with you. But once it's there, it's there, right? Exactly. I have full. I, I at my apartment complex, 
we have four charging stations right now, and they're always full, filled with a car charging right now. And so, I'm but you having, have to pay for those exactly. And on top of that, the actual office has emailed us. I want to say a couple weeks ago, saying we will try to implement some more charging stations because we got emails upon emails about uh, people wanting more charging ports. This is all we can afford right now, and things of that nature. So there's people who are literally needing to go to work still without getting their charge fully see and something's flipped around because i'm going to be honest with you um a few years ago i got a call from somebody for the escondido location because we own the property there and they had they they wanted to put a charging station out front like you know hey we'll put this charging station out front and uh um you know you can uh uh, it, it obviously it'd be a pay charging station, et cetera. The only thing was for us, I was like, man, parking space here is very limited. Like this is a, probably not the best idea. And I don't just need random people pulling in here and charging their cars. Uh-huh. You know, if their cars, we are working on. I, so I said, I, I'm not sure that's the best idea for us, for where we're at. But um, they were putting them in at no charge. Really? Yeah. Now, and where you well get because it? they got the charge for the you know what I'm right. saying. Are, are you getting a portion of it possibly? No, they it? have to put it. They'll put it on a separate meter, is what they do, and they pay directly to SDG&E for the for the electricity. Understood. Okay. Yeah. So, but what your that apartment complex is probably putting it on their own electricity, and they Correct. charge and they make money off of it. Yes. But they have to put the upfront cost of having put a, them put in. Then that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Interesting stuff. All right, folks, we're going to take our first break here. But, uh, yeah, the last questions are, what is the greenest kind of car? One that's painted green. Right, Brendan? The greenest kind of car is one that's painted green. I don't. That's not even deserving of that we'll, punchline. No, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this in a little bit longer, in, in, in more in-depth. one 888 You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 to 96.1. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back as we're talking everything automotive. Give us a call, 1-888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. So we're here to talk automotive stuff. Sorry, just going over some of the little things here. Yep, Paul's still feeling bad. Anyway, hope he feels better today. Give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. Hey, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks up there in North County for over 30 years now. And West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved, taking care of folks out there for over 10 years now. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue. AAA approved and smog certified right in central San Diego, taking care of folks coming up on seven years now. And, of course, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road, Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified there in Miramar, right across from us here in the Golden Triangle. Taking care of folks there, coming up on five years now. West Oceanside Automotive and Transmission, also uh, our fifth location added, AAA approved taking care of folks in North County uh, uh, Coastal there for uh, coming up on a year now. Uh, but been there for 30 years doing a great job, so uh, made sense to make them part of the group. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio as all of our employees and I believe in this. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service repair is about. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Take advantage of our uh, uh, master technician's diagnosis for transmission concerns, drivability concerns, any type of concern you're having with your vehicle. Uh, Single point repair for most vehicles to get things back on the road and doing the right thing. 
Uh, we do, unfortunately, see a lot of vehicles, parts thrown at them that does not eliminate the problem, uh, which turns that repair into a very expensive repair, even more than it needs to be. So get in and let us diagnose your vehicle properly. Jump on westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com, and you can make appointments for all five locations. See what we're all about. Check out me being the auto man. I'm the auto man for the CW and Fox 5 uh, twice during the week. Uh, once on uh, CW on Friday and uh, uh, Fox 5 News a Wednesday mid-morning. Um, so we always talking about some good auto- automotive stuff. Uh, we also offer shuttle rides to and from work or home from all five locations. You can also, uh, like I said, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by going to westautomotivegroup.com. You can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Um, and check us out for sure. All right, but give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. We're talking all things automotive. Let's see what Bodie's got going on. What's going on, Bodie? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound like you're in Starbucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't, they won't turn the music down. And well, tell them to turn the music down. Tell them the auto man said so. Yeah. See how far that gets you. I'm, I'm always polite and diplomatic, and they look at me like, uh, hey, people don't come to Starbucks for the music. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? Uh, if I ask you this question, you, uh, stop me. A 1999 CRV, mm-hmm. my cat was stolen, still gone. Should I change the plugs in there to a different heat range? Um, no, stay with the factory heat range. Why would you change them to a different heat range? I don't know. I figured maybe because there's no back pressure, it might change something in the combustion chamber. Did you, are you driving around just to open header? Yeah. Huh. So that's a super loud CRV. Oh, it's loud. <laughs> oh, it's super loud. Yeah. Oh, well, I, not I, super loud. It, it, it's very loud. I, I've learned how to, uh, Work the throttle because there's a cop station nearby. And then once in a while, a cop will look at me like, with his hands go, "What?" <laughs> I, I give him the peace sign and he's out of here. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna put a new catalytic converter on it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, no, I wouldn't. I mean, you're not driving it that much right now. Obviously, if you're going from spot to spot here and there, but I, I would presume you're not making road trips with this car right now. Oh no, no, no! I would rent a car first. Yes. So no, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Just I'd work towards the more spending the money on getting the cat replaced and getting her back in uh, factory working order. And then you guys weld them in, right? Yep, yep. As long as there's oh, as long as there's carb approved ones for that car. Each car that and you bring up a great point when we're talking about catalytic converters. Uh, the good news, I guess, the good news. The good news is the value of those in the precious metals in them has significantly dropped in the past last half a year. So not near as many people are stealing them anymore for a couple reasons. Number one, they're not worth what they were used. And number two, um, it's way harder to sell them now because there's all these rules that they've enacted to prevent people. If you get caught with the catalytic converters, especially ones that are VIN etched uh, and you don't have a license to have them, you get to go to jail. So which is a good plan. Uh, hopefully that's preventing people from and part of the push to lower the theft of catalytic converters. So, Well, I would still have it uh, welded, protected, or whatever you call it. Well, yeah, and they make, they get, yeah, and there's all kinds of things on the market these days, cat shields, cat cables. Um, on some bigger vehicles, we put these things called cat cables, and they clamp at each end, and they're these big steel cables that go around the cat and extend out. And the thing about them is you can't cut through the cables and that. To get it off there would take so long that they just move on to a different car. So same thing with the cat shields that we were putting on a a lot of Priuses because a lot of Priuses were losing cats. They were getting stolen. That was one of the favorite uh, ones to steal cats off of uh, when this all started. Uh, but And it just takes too long to try to get all the... Uh, the hardware out to get the shield off to try to cut the cat off, so that's why they stay away from them. So, um, and, then, and then, and then, where do, where do I call or email to find out where I can get a cat for my car? 
Um, yeah, so that, that perfect question because the next thing we're going to, there's a thing called an engine family number on every vehicle. And by that in the VIN, that's how we would determine what's legal to put on that car because every catalytic converter that's aftermarket has to be certified by the Air Resources Board in California for that specific vehicle. Not just certified, not just because the cat is, okay, this is a California legal cat. That doesn't mean it's legal for your vehicle. It has to be tested and certified for that engine family number to be legal. And then check them. So, so really, to get a price on a cat, basically, you need the VIN of the vehicle and the engine family number. And that, you can build an estimate for it, figure out exactly what's legal, and go from there. I can call your shop for that? Absolutely. We do them all the time. Okay. Okie dokie. Okay. Yep. Good. So, yep. That's then, uh, very important, though. You do not want to put a cat on a vehicle that is not certified for that vehicle because it will fail smog visually. So, what does a cat sell for these days? Four or five hundred? Some of them are up around $1,500 installed. Just depends on what they are. And, it, and when you start talking about factory cats, I see some of them up around $4,000 for a set, especially if it's like a bigger truck that's V8. It has four cats. It's like a Y-pipe. They're expensive. So just depends. That car there, probably somewhere in that range, if I had to guess, up between $500 and $800, if I had to guess. And uh, I, I checked with Honda Factory. Uh, they don't they don't make them anymore for yeah ninety nine. It's going to be obsolete these days. Pretty yeah. much anything over ten years old, they're obsoleting from the new car manufacturer. So you know uh, we're in twenty twenty four now. So if you have a twenty twenty fourteen or older, a lot of parts are obsolete. I guarantee you. They have to either come from the aftermarket or we have to find them good used. Uh, oh, by the way, you cannot buy used catalytic converters in the state of California either. I can go to Arizona and get one, right? <laughs> well, you can't buy them. They want wrecking yards can't sell them. It's illegal. So um, oh, the only right. way they can sell them is to a recycler that's recycling them. They can't sell them to somebody to put on a car. It's against the law. And you may get the wrong one. <laughs> well, you could. That's probably part of the problem. But um, it's yeah. just, yeah, now, now we have mismatched stuff all over the place, which is not a good idea. So that's why they're not legal yeah. to be sold. So I'll, I'll give your shop a call on Monday. Sure. Are, are there any, uh, second, second question is, I, I need to find some parts around the car. Are there any uh, Honda wrecking yards around? I think there's a Honda wrecking yard down by uh, um, Overlying Field, uh, uh, you know, down by the amphitheater down there where all those the wrecking yards are. Ote Mesa, that's where it is called. Ote Mesa, yeah. Yeah, I believe there is a Honda place down there, but... Then again, uh, we use LKQ is pretty amazing. They have a nationwide network. They're probably the biggest wrecking yard company, and and they're all, they also own Keystone and several. I mean, they're a multi billion dollar corporation now, but they've really uh, put the wrecking yard thing. They figured this out, and 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 what they do with cars is obviously they do a lot of scrap metal stuff, but they bring cars in. Anything good, they'll pull off of them. They VIN number stamp, they inventory that goes in a warehouse, engines, transmissions, and all that kind of stuff. So they know exactly with the mileage, everything that came off of it. And it's uh, it's warehoused. And then the other stuff is crushed on the car. So unlike the days with the cars just all sitting around. Um, but you can also go to LKQ. They still have pick-apart places. I think there's one in Oceanside. There's one in Ote Mesa where you can take your little tools in and go take your parts yourself. Right. So what you, was the name of that first company? Uh, the first c- company, I don't know. It's just a Honda-only place that's in down by Ote Mesa. If it's oh, no, still no, I know that, but you, you were talking about the national place? Oh, LKQ. LKQ, which is called Pick Apart. Yeah, it's the same company. Yeah, so they're, they're national? Oh, yeah, they're humongous. They're humongous. But they have a couple oh, really? yards here in San Diego. There's one, yeah, one, yeah. one in Ote Mesa, I believe, and there's one in Oceanside. Right, yeah. right. right. Yeah, they're a big outfit. They're humongous, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Stay well. You too, my Stay friend. Stay well. And, well, well uh, haven't put me on uh, the air. Uh, I try to listen in. I'm going to put you on hold. All right. We got you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have Thank a safe you. weekend. Be, be good. Bye-bye. Okay. Great questions as always. All right, we're going to have to take our last break here real quick. 1-888-344-1170. Wake up, San Diego, and everybody else out there. Give us a call. 
1-888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Yes, sir. 888-344-1170. And you can talk cars all you want with us. Right, Brendan? Wrong button. That was, yeah, that was the wrong a, button on there. Yeah. Correct Mundo. <laughs> Brandon's napping over there. <laughs> All right, folks, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by the West Automotive Group and Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. They are the number one technician recommended battery worldwide when it comes to um, vehicles, as far as that goes. All kinds of vehicles, boats, vehicles, stuff like that, uh, for every need. Uh, if you need an interstate battery for one of your vehicles, jump on westautomotivegroup.com and make an appointment. We'll get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, uh, hit them up at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. They do have a battery for every need. Interstate batteries. I love interstate batteries. They're good stuff. So we were talking a little bit about EVs and we didn't jump back right right into it. So Brendan never did figure out what's the greenest kind of car. We're going to find that out here in a minute. So is an EV truly greener than a traditional vehicle? What do you think about that, Brendan? Not answering. No, I am answering. I was about to, <laughs> I just tried to hit the button on time. Um, I, again, we've we've had this discussion, and honestly, when it comes to, uh, first off, uh, I, again, I was surprised that I thought the government was really pushing electric vehicles. No, mm-hmm. they're just pushing for zero emission cars. That's it. That, that's the key term. It's just easier to make electric cars. Uh, you and I had a discussion about how hydrogen is probably the best yeah. option in this case. However, we deal with the storage limitations. We deal with how expensive it is right now. So mm-hmm. um, for all of this case about the electric vehicles, again, uh, they're not, again, um, the government likes to push the fact that they are very nature friendly or earth friendly and kind do you but want not. the true answer they're not we already know that yeah. we know about the battery powers and how much lead they have to pump out of there for that situation and then we we also know that um these vehicles are not even eco-friendly to begin with uh and, and other situations too and they cost a lot more for the batteries in that case too later on down with your pockets so again gotcha so, um, what is the greenest kind of car? No car. True. Yeah. So, one of the most effective individual actions you can take and bring down your personal greenhouse gas emissions is to ditch your car. Period. No car at all. Do EVs have greenhouse emissions? The answer to that is yes. The reason why is, do they come directly from that car? No. They come from the big diesel dump truck that had to unearth 90 tons to make the battery for that car. So you're, you're, you're uh, for one battery. Uh, yeah, it, it's not envir- that environmentally friendly as we've discussed previously. Um, it is true. The manufacturing of an EV can create more pollution than making a, a car with an internal combustion engine due to the energy required to manufacture the battery. Right there it is. But over the lifetime of the vehicle, total GHG emissions associated with managing charging and driving EV are typically lower than associated with a gasoline car, slightly, according to Federal Environment EPA, which is true. On average, it takes one to two years of driving, but then that battery's got to go back in a landfill somewhere, which is a problem. One to two years of driving an electric vehicle for a vehicle to pay, repay for its carbon debt. So we'll see. It, it it is interesting though for sure um well yeah so there's a lot of different things that go into this whole ev thing if does my switching to an ev really make a difference in tackling climate change 
if you were the only one who did it, no. Uh, 20% of California emissions come from passenger vehicles, according to the California Air Resources Board. Your car won't significantly move the needle, but a mass of army of electric vehicles may. Except for, it's not going to make the emissions in California. We're going to make it where we unearth all the stuff to build the batteries. So, interesting stuff. All right, today's show, though, is about... Uh, Anything automotive is always, but we are also talking about gasoline direct injected in vehicles. The one thing about fossil fuel vehicles, though, these days, a lot of them are are partial zero emission vehicles, stuff like that. I mean, if you actually sniff the tailpipe of these vehicles, the machines can't even pick up. They're, they're putting zeros out. The particles are so small from the catalyst and the fuel control we have going, which goes into direct injection. We're going to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Well, you, you look like you wanted to say something. No, just like is the government still saying that 0.1% is still hurting the environment? Is that what they're well, trying to say? You get or? enough 0.1% from, from a billion cars and sure, probably. Gotcha. You know, Okay. but my point to that is. We have now created, I mean, we can smog cars. And, and even my, the 97 F-250 I had for 400,000 miles, the last time I smogged it, blew zeros out. I mean, that truck was not putting out emissions. And as long as you keep gasoline vehicles in good working order, you know, and keep them running properly, the check engine light comes on. Don't drive them around misfiring. Don't it? Boy, I'll tell you what, with the catalyst we have now and the fuel control we do now and, and all the electronic control we have on vehicles, emissions are minimal that come out of a, a internal combustion engine vehicle, especially gasoline. So, you know, it, they're pretty environmentally friendly that way too. So I'm not sure why we haven't worked in that direction. But for sure, gasoline direct injection was one of the things we we're talking about. So it does lower exhaust emissions without... Question, increases volumetric efficiency and therefore increases output power and torque. Cars drive better. Lower fuel consumption, better on the environment. Uh, We got rid of carburetors so long ago. They were so inefficient. Probably the most inefficient uh, thing when it comes to uh, vehicles was a carbureted vehicle. Now direct injection with port injection, which makes cars run great and helps lower that they're they're using both injection systems together on a lot of vehicles. Um, reduces emissions, carbon buildup, and problems, etc. So great stuff. But uh, anyway, just all, all good stuff that goes along. Let's grab uh, Frank real quick. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, and happy New Year. Since I haven't called you guys since last year. Happy, uh, happy New Year. It, did he, uh, by chance, tell you what's going on with my Kia? No, no. Brendan doesn't okay. share anything. He just stares at me through the window like a like like a goldfish uh, in a bowl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I've got this. Uh, let me stop. I'm out walking again. All right. Um, I I have this uh, 2019 Kia. It's mm-hmm. a plug-in. Okay. And you guys in alcohol take care of it. And, and it's a plug-in yeah, hybrid. Anyway. It's a plug-in hybrid, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah, it's not not a full EV; it's a plug-in hybrid. Okay, right. And uh, I've been changing the oil on it every uh, five thousand miles or six months. And yesterday, I changed the oil on it, and I did one of those little things where you take a paper towel and put a drop of the old stuff and the new stuff on it. Uh-huh. It's identical. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Am I wasting my time and money changing it? How much? How many miles? Electric? How many miles on the oil? Uh, probably forty five hundred. Okay, at least. Well, but, uh, the reason most electric, you know. Yeah, I got you. But the reason that oil is is so clean, also, is because you change it regularly in the inside of the motor. If you were to pull the valve cover off that because you've serviced it properly, there's no right. sludge build up any of that. Which yeah. which is why, you know, along with the fact that the gasoline motor doesn't come on much as far as that within on both things. But I mean for the cost of changing the oil and keep it in good order every six months. Personally, my vehicle, I, I do the same thing every five thousand miles no matter what. The oil that comes out of it, you're right, looks like almost like I just put it in. It's a little exactly. dirtier than that because mine runs on gas all the time. But mine's like uh-huh. my truck is a 2020, the Ford Ranger that I drive. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I'd way rather look that way than look the other way. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I have that uh, 98 uh, Dodge 250. Yeah. Now that oil comes out dirty looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. You know, when uh, your brother was around, he checked my oil. He couldn't believe that I had close to 10,000 miles on that oil. I've been using yeah. one of those uh, filters on it, you know? Correct. It's yeah. It does up. help. That's for sure. Well, what I wanted to tell you is the oil that I take out of my car, I turn around and dump it in that and burn that my, my truck. Well, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. There you go. So, and I'm sure you're using a good quality oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I use the synthetic on the, on the car. Yeah. And in the truck, I just use regular. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. thing about diesels is the, the the because of the combustion process is why the oil discolors on those versus gasoline yeah. more. Um, so it just is what it is. That's how they're produced and made. So, but yeah, one yeah. of the you have one of those external filters on the oiling system, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. The second second uh, filter. Yeah, you know, it, it, it helps. In, I send it into uh, Blackstone. Uh huh. And uh, and they give me the oil read. I mean, keep right on going. So well, and they I from keep right on going. yeah from that analyzation, they can tell how much bearing materials in it, how much you know what what condition the engine is actually, um, and they and and you know they can tell that oh it's not breaking down, everything's working great, you're looking good. So that's the yeah, analyze. Go I ahead. sent your brother the first report I got uh-huh. when I when I sent it in, mm-hmm. and it came back saying oil was good. But I should change my air filter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. And I turned around, I, I took the air filter off, and I cleaned it. I, I couldn't believe how dirty it was because it was the oil was so clean. I didn't think about it. You know? But those are the it particles that are found in, in the oil because it sucked through the right. air into the combustion process. So yeah, they can tell right. that, which is very interesting, huh? Yeah, isn't it though? But they do yeah, a lot of take, yeah. That oil in is. That oil. I was going to say the oil analyzation is done a lot on big. Like big caterpillars, things like that, that the motors are hundreds of thousands of dollars, obviously, if you have to repair those. And that's how they stay on top of them to prevent anything damage and get more life out of them. That's why that they do a lot of that. And they've gotten really good at o- analyzing the oil. That's why. Yeah. Well, I'd love to get back on the road again, but since COVID, I haven't done anything. And so the wife says, well, if we're going to stay home, let's remodel the house, you know. So Uh-oh. <laughs> we, did, we did the kitchen and... <laughs> In the living room, and now we're going out buying furniture today. The re- oh, the, well. the remodel took over the travel. Yeah, didn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You can enjoy both. Yeah. Once that's done, you can get back to traveling next year again. Yeah, it sure is great listening to you guys. I sorry I don't call in more often, but uh, you know I enjoy listening to Bodie tell his little jokes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you listening, Frank, and it's always good to hear from you, my friend. All right, you guys take care. You too. Take care, Frank. All right. Okay. It'd be late and happy new year to you. Thanks. Same to you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Take care, my friend. Bye. Always really good stuff. He's a great guy. So he's been a client for a long time. He used to come and uh, Kevin fixed his tranny for him, my brother. and um, Yeah, good stuff. All good stuff. For sure. No question about it. Um, so yeah, we were talking about EVs and direct injected vehicles and all the fun stuff that goes along with them and servicing, servicing your car properly and keeping it in good working order. Uh, yeah. And you know, 5,000 miles on a car engine is great for me. If I'm keeping the car, uh, I was going to bring some up, but we, you, you know, Kia has, we own several Kias West Automotive and the one for El Cajon actually just threw a rod and we service that car like crazy. Like, um, every, every, uh, Four to five thousand miles of engine oil serviced. All the other fluids stay on top of. Car's a great working order. Just driving down the road. Well, Kia has a campaign for that, so she gets to go over to Kia because there's a warranty engine waiting for her. So, uh, um, you know, and we advise our clients on that. I we had a uh, Hyundai in the other day. Same thing. I, it was uh, 2019 that it uh, threw a rod, and I I told the folks, I'm like, hey, get in get in contact with Hyundai. They have a campaign on these. That vehicle only had 70-some thousand miles on it, too, and it's under 10 years old, so the powertrain warranty is still in effect. But I said, they, they have a campaign on these, even if they aren't. So a lot of vehicles, we need, we often ask if you know if the campaign covers um, the engine, if we see one that fails less than 150,000 miles in 10 years. So um, I don't, it might be 15 years they extended to now. I don't remember the year thing. Um, but the campaign, I know, goes to 150,000 miles, so... 
Um, good. They just had a lot of bearing problems on, on certain years of those motors. I believe they got it all taken care of, but there's certain years and certain models that it covers the campaign covers. So good to stay on top of always for sure. So one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. If you want to get a quick call in before uh, we end the hour, but uh, um, it's great to talk to everybody. Of course, we're talking about different things and different stuff we're doing. You know, um, I saw your YouTube video Which recently one? about uh, automatic transition or transmissions servicing or something. Yep. Okay. Uh, so my question uh, now, for since we have some time, uh, is there a difference between CVTs and automatics? Absolutely. In what way? They're different. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is some insightful news on Auto Talk Radio. Yeah, <laughs> so um, a regular automatic transmission has clutch packs and planetaries, gear train, and they hold different parts to make different gears inside. That's how we do by bands or clutches or applying things. Okay. That's how we like. So a lot of automatic transmissions now are eight speed or 10 speed, right? Gotcha. And we just can, and if you, you would have to read up on the planetary system to understand that, how it works. But all in all, uh, a CV transmission um, is operated with the fact that it's drums in a band and it moves up and down. That's why, um, which gives you different gear ratios, kind of like, so I'll wait till Brendan comes back, but kind of kind of like a 10-speed uh, um, bicycle. You know how you have a couple uh, different uh, sprockets in the front, a bunch of sprockets in the rear, and although that's not near as smooth... Um, did you hear what I said? So a CVT operates more like a, a, a 10-speed bicycle. You know how you have sprockets in the front, sprocket yes, in the rear, it goes absolutely. up and down to change the gear ratios, right? Yes. But way smoother because it's a band that goes up and down drums that are pitched different. Okay. That's why you don't feel a CVT shift. Okay. What And then usually what fails inside of those is the band starts to come apart and right. it blows up inside and it stops working. Okay. Um, but uh, so that's why, a, how a CVT works. It kind of goes, yeah. Is it true that they're a little bit more fuel efficient too? They say they are. Is that true or honestly? Is um, that is that I, I don't know because I haven't taken a vehicle that's non-CVT with the same model that is CVT and figured that out to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, maybe a little. I don't. I don't think a ton. So it's not nothing to brag about, sort of. No, but the a lot of people like the way they drive because they're super smooth. Right. So as far as that goes, mm-hmm. you can't feel them shift, which is weird if you're used to the shifting of a transmission. Mm-hmm. Although today's transmissions, because we're running eight and ten speed transmissions, you don't feel them shift as much because the gear ratio is so close, at de- 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 which increases the fuel mileage of a car also. Right. So um, on a regular transmission these days with the newer stuff. So all good stuff for yeah. sure. So, great stuff. All right, let's grab Tom real quick before we have to end, end this here shortly. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Just get a quick question. I know you're supposed to change your uh, oil you know, every 5,000 miles in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, I only got 1,000 miles on my uh, wife's car because she hardly ever drives it. But it's been about six months. Well, let me ask Is you this. When she does drive it, how far does she typically drive it? Uh, not that far, just... You know, down to the shopping center and back and around. So within five, ten minutes. See, unfortunately, that's tough on oil because you don't, the, the engine doesn't really get super warmed up and remove all the moisture from the crankcase, PVC system, all those, those emission gases that when a car's cold. So that doesn't contaminate the oil and, and, and is tougher on the oil and then it travels throughout the engine, obviously. Uh, so vehicles, even that, that, that drive really short like that, we often recommend that you still change the oil on them. If it, you know, and some folks go a year or wait a year time wise, so you got a couple thousand miles, but but maximum time would be a year. Okay. The only, I did go and, to an oil change shop one time and he looked at the oil and goes, Oh, you don't really need it. Yeah. Um, because of pain, but, you know, I was at one of the valving places, so. Yeah, and, really. and you know if she if each drive was a little longer, that also really helps uh, the oil life and, and the quality of it too. So it just so, right. just depends. I'll take it for a ride. There you go. <laughs> ride. There you go. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. You got it, Tom. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Take care. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, folks. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap it up here in a minute ten seconds uh brendan will be bouncing on the windows like like a chimpanzee wanting a banana in the zoo or something like that i don't know 
So like like that uh, cute little uh, there's there's an orangutan that they there's a video of and there's a lady with a purse and he's like pointing it in the in the purse and like she pulls a banana out he's like no 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 pointing again pointing again and put I want that soda put it in the hole over there. I put dump it put put the, the and it's funny because he knows he's been around people so much that he understands like I need that I want that no that not that lady that that so anyway fun stuff animals are smart. San Diego and everybody else out there, we truly appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, we love doing Auto Talk Radio for you, and uh, we like when you join in and call with your great questions. We will be back live next Saturday for sure. Breathing, kicking, and talking cars, that's what we do. Keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. With the West Automotive Group, we'll be back next Saturday. answers to all your automotive questions tune in every week at this same time for auto talk with brian bowersock to learn more about brian become a guest or sponsor of the show or if you have additional questions visit the westautomotivegroup.com that's the westautomotivegroup.com and click on auto talk radio join us again next week for more auto talk Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.